Undercurrent. Bluetooth mode has been on. This is Undercurrent's Weekend. <laughs> hey, friends, it's Undercurrent's Weekend, the podcast. Yeah, music, friends, food. Around here, we call it the Bobcast because we visit with my old friend, music reviewer, photographer, and once upon a time, professional chef, Bob Doran. He covers all the bases, food, friends, music, and he's joining us from the lovely North Coast college town of Arcata, California. Just got back from the Strawberry Music Festival, and I've been going to this now since the mid-'80s to a year. So this was our, could it have been our 60th? Yeah, it was our 60th one. And I've been to all but two. One, so the it's twice a year, right? Twice a year, yeah. So thirty so, years. Uh, th- that's, since I started going when I was one. No, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> but no, thirty years ago. It, because of this, I spent the weekend, uh, uh, the thirtieth anniversary of a party called the I Block Party, which I, mm-hmm. you may have remembered. Maybe it was right before after your time, but uh, started in nineteen eighty five. Yeah, so long story short, um, this festival's had to move around because of the forest fires, the Rim Fire. So it's now in its third, well, technically fourth location, but the last few years it's had to move around to different places, and this time it was on, interestingly, on Indian land. In- um, yeah. Not necessarily a reservation per se, but some land that the nearby tribe bought, and it used to be an old mill. Uh, for the whole region. It's in a little town called Tuolumne up in the Sierra Nevada. So there's all these old steam engines and things around just in this sort of oak, weedy kind of chaparral kind of land. They cleared out some campsites and things, and a few thousand people were camping out there. But it was interesting to be like a big burner stack or a steam engine or whatever, just sort of plopped down there next to somebody's tent. It was it was kind of interesting that way. Is that is that close to Tuolumne Meadows? Tuolumne Meadows is uh, way up in the high country of Yosemite. So oh, okay. You could get in the car and probably drive there in. But same Tuolumne, whatever that would, that's probably uh, some. Same county. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a county. Just outside of Yosemite. Okay. But sort of down in the oak foothills. Yeah. Well, it's kind of mountainous, but. Yeah, it's not really pines or whatever. And it was very dry. There was no, uh, the mill pond is empty because of the drought and because the dam is damaged and this and that. But maybe in the future they'll have this beautiful kind of lake mill pond thing back, we hope. So it was very dry. (laughs) We're not used to that. It was sort of a little bit like Tatooine. What was that? Uh, A little bit like Mose Eisley, you know, at the beginning. (laughs) You know, just kind of. Desert, yeah, Tatu- kind of feel. Yeah. Tatooine was the the planet, the yeah, Star like Wars, yeah. yeah, which yeah. is about to we're about to move back into Star Wars world. So yeah, but once all the people got there, it was like a great festival. The music was fantastic. Everybody had a great time. I think. Who was the best? Uh, your favorite? You know, hard to say, but um, I mean, all of the headliners were great. I would say my favorite was the Wood Brothers. I've wanted to see them for many years, and they were just kind of astonishing, you know, because Chris Wood plays bass, and he was with, uh, what's the name of the band, Martin Tedeschi and Wood or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, the jazz, right? jazz band. Yeah, so he's just a great jazz bassist, very stylish and groovy on stage. 
and his brother, Oliver, who's a more straight-ahead kind of country rock kind of guy with a great voice, and this terrific uh, percussionist who, um, I might have to bleep this out, they have, imagine saying sitar, but changing the words around a little bit, <laughs> the yeah. letters around a little bit, and, and, and it was a guitar that was all with holes drilled in it, acoustic guitar or whatever, and little resonators and things on it to make it just sound kind of funky, and he just played it with his fingers right up close to the microphone, you know, so what? it was very cool. Yeah, so it's a sort of a just you know thumping on it and stuff. There's a spot. There's a spot where I go to watch the sun go down, mm-hmm. and and I ran into this friend who he goes to the same spot. It's by the Arcata Marsh, and he was telling me about this guy named Tusa, who was a he lived here for a while. Now he's sort of international traveler. He spent some time uh, married to the the daughter of the chairman or the, I guess uh, the Supreme Court guy of Zimbabwe wow. and he and he his whole thing was uh, the Mbira also mm-hmm. known as the Kalimba and uh, mm-hmm. you know and he figured out a way to electrify it and it's a very much sort of uh, very acoustic sound. I have a couple of Mbiras in the other room here my cousin makes them yeah and yeah and they resonate they have resonators on them so when he, it's like a tuning fork, almost like a bung. Exactly. But it goes... Yeah. And it cuts through. When you play with people, that sound really cuts yeah. through. Well, they, they they amplify the thing naturally with mm-hmm. this large gourd. Right. And uh, in Zimbabwe, they will put these sort of metal wings come off it that are uh, they're decorated or... Well, it's a sound thing, too, but it was like bottle caps... Yeah, that, that, and they just that, rattle. Yeah, it gives, gives it this <laughs> kind of... <laughs> it's almost kind of electronic. When it, yeah. Know. Very cool. Love the Wood Brothers. Um, there was a very interesting group, Keller Williams' Grateful Grass, featuring members of the infamous String Dusters. And there's a fair number of, you know, deadheads there, and a young crowd turned out definitely for them. And they were very good. I mean, they just tore it up. They took all these kind of Jerry Garcia band, acoustic kind of numbers, and just doubled the time and just tore into them. And Keller Williams had this huge acoustic guitar with this great big booming sound. And it was very impressive, you know, and the crowd loved it. And then uh, on Sunday night, it was Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Have you ever seen them? Oh, I have, yes. They came to to the jazz festival here one year and... uh... Yeah, they're pretty astonishing. Yeah. Great drummer and just a lot of style. And, you know, if you've ever seen The Mask, you know, with Jim Carrey, it's kind of like that kind of smoking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they came and, here They came here for the Redwood Jazz Festival in Eureka, and they made arrangements because the jazz festival is always associated with youth, uh, youth music programs. Mm-hmm. So they uh, arranged to uh, teach the the horn guys got got to work with the high oh, school kids great. so they got because there's play like with five them. horn guys in the yeah. band yeah yeah was, yeah amazing California honey drops were terrific as always oh they had just I love come back those from, guys uh, yeah they had just come back from Burning Man so when they're unloading their gear it's just all caked with dust you know <laughs> I, I so hear there, there was one place that was dustier than where we were I was I was I've heard that going to D- Burning Man you never get the dust out. <laughs> if you drive your car there, it's like you could 
take a toothpick and a, a your old thrown away toothbrush and you could spend all day and you would not get the dust out because it's in, yeah. to, in everything there's a there's a backpacking rental place near me where you can go get stoves and sleeping bags and tents whatever you want and just rent them for the weekend whatever and there's a handmade cardboard sign taped to the cash register that says no burning man rentals <laughs> That sounds like a good idea. Once once you've been to Burning Man, it's you know it's part of your being. <laughs> you know, I. It's funny. There's a guy here. Uh, he went to Burning Man for his first time, and I was started thinking about it. Anybody who goes to Burning Man comes back slightly changed, and mm-hmm. it's sort of like being converted to a different religion. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they live a new life where they're just thinking about somewhere in the back of their mind. They're thinking about what will I do the next year to Ed Burning mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> so I Indeed. haven't gone myself. So. Yeah, I haven't either. And uh, you know, many people have said, "Oh, you should go." And I, I even kind of know the guy that started Burning Man. You know, so it was like, uh, I've thought about it but i've always been tied into this other festival and oh they're the you know, same some young size people have, same time it's yeah. the same time every year yeah. yeah and and some young people have shown up and said hey this is the new burning man it's like well thank you very much we've been doing this for a long time but <laughs> you know you got to pick your festivals you know right and we do our thing and they do their thing and it's great who else do we see their brothers comatose they were cool dead winter carpenters um uh dave alvin and Phil Alvin were together. It was kind of a brothers thing. We saw the Wood Brothers oh. and the Alvin Brothers. That was cool. I thought the brothers didn't get along or something. Uh, but they seemed to get along fine for this yeah, show. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe that was just a time at some yeah. back of the blasters, post blasters days. Yeah, yeah, that can happen. Yeah, I always remember going to see the blasters at a club in Arcata and. Um, it was a, when they had Lee Allen with them. He was a, uh, this classic horn player from the early 60s. And um, he had a hit called Walking with Mr. Lee. And oh, I, had, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and, I, and I, I had this album that was, you know, it was a, the album that had that hit single on it. And uh, it, the album came after the single was a hit. So they had a picture, this very 60s-esque graphics and everything. So I brought it, had him sign it backstage and, uh, you know, somebody remembered me for something more than the blasters. It uh, <laughs> was Mr. Lee, uh, Mr. Lee Allen, great guy. So the T-Sisters, they were lovely as always. And I'm kicking myself because, you know, you go to a festival, you can't see every band, you know, you go and take a nap or something and you miss something or you take a hike or go get some coffee and oh, you miss a band. I missed the broadcast. I was looking forward to seeing them, but, um, that's you know, a band. I'd, I'd never heard of them. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. The broadcast. Um, you don't want to miss the broadcast. You're a broadcaster. I know <laughs> the name kind of caught my eye. Cafe Musique. They were very, very interesting, uh, kind of, you know, French cafe and a music out of, I think, San Luis Obispo. And the, the lead violinist has toured the world as a classical violinist for a long time. She was just extraordinary. Marsha Ball, when she kicked in the afterburners, it was like, 
you know, you're sitting there going, well, this is good. You know, I'm enjoying this. This is nice. But then at some point, it just sort of suddenly went into like this sort of hyperspace. It kind of throws your head back and you're just like, wow, you know, the boogie woogie has yeah, engaged. You expect her to get up on her piano like Jerry Lee Lewis or something like that. Yeah. I don't yeah. think she quite does all the tricks he did, but uh she used to really, you know, jump on the keys a little bit more, you know, it's oh man, she's really she's good. Well that's that's my report. Yeah. I didn't go to any festivals quite that that uh major talent lineup as that. Uh, just the people who are coming through town. And this weekend it happened to be a bunch of festival type stuff, you know, big parties that were all local bands and uh mm-hmm. you know what of course i have my favorites but uh yeah and i don't you know they they people who are just on the edge of uh they should be famous they don't gonna break out huh yeah whatever okay. yeah well lindsay battle in particular i think she's really you know she's got this uh unaffected Sort of, I don't know. She plays a, a most of most of the shows. She plays a ukulele. She's got a bass player and a guitar player who's great. Who plays in another band, three bands. I don't know how you know how that goes. All musicians do. on the local bands, particularly the bass players. I've noticed it's like they can play anything, so they could, they have half a dozen name yeah. names in their list of uh, who, and they got a got to have a very carefully scheduled calendar to, so that they don't <laughs> double up dig gigs on uh So what's her name again? Lindsay Battle? Lindsay Battle, yeah. Does she have any recordings out yet? Yeah, she put she put an album out. And she okay, uh, we'll yeah. Yeah. She does I don't think it's think it's on the album but she does a great version of the Spider-Man song. Look out, <laughs> here comes the Spider-Man. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Uh yeah, she has a she has a darling daughter who's about you know, I think she's going into kindergarten or of course she loves the Spider Man song mm-hmm. for whatever that's worth. We're talking with a roving correspondent, Bob Doran. I, I guess I mean, we haven't thought of a title for you yet or job description or anything. Yeah, I don't know the guy, I, the guy, <laughs> your old buddy from high school, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the guy on the other end of the microphone, yeah. Bob Doran. I, I was thinking about the old days the other day was listening to your show, and the, I I can't remember who who did it. It was a cover of the Kink song, Till the End of the Day. Oh, yeah, that's uh, The Verbs. The Verbs, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I heard that song, and I, it sort of got, took me back to, even before high school. This was junior high, and uh, they had this fancy word for a dance, basically. Mm-hmm. That they it was the idea was to teach you how to, you know, how to go to a dance and how to bring some juice to the girl and how to ask somebody to dance 
And, they didn't do any of that in high school. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this was not <laughs> this was a, after school. Out. This was after school. So it was a Friday night okay. thing. Didn't mm-hmm. do too many of them. It was just sort of like, you know, you'd go and you'd wear your little tie or the girls would wear their fancy dresses and um, and they'd line up on the one side and the boys on the other side and go out, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're at this big dance and uh, they have a DJ who's playing the hits of the day and which, of course, is a kink song. And... <laughs> You know, so the kids are digging it. They're, I think it was the biggest hit. Not till the end of the day was a little bit lesser. You really but, got me, maybe. Yeah, it like was. That. You really got me. You really got me. Like, and it had a really powerful beat to it. Yeah, it was you kind know. of the Van Halen of the day. Yeah, yeah. and the bass, between the bass line and the... Yeah. And we started bouncing the whole high school gym you know the the i guess it was a multi-purpose room and the blo- the floor started bouncing and to this extent that the the dean of boys took the record off he was like <laughs> we'll have none of that you can't dance like that you're gonna ruin the 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 multi-purpose room or whatever Multiple multi-purpose, I don't know. Yeah, and uh, rock and roll was uh, had to keep it down a little bit. Yeah, you know, I was pretty clueless at that age, and then even in high school, I remember going over to my friend's house, and you know, can Ed play? You know, kind of a thing. And they're like, oh no, they're down singing this band called The Grateful Dead. I thought it was a ballet or something. You know, I didn't know what it was. And, and like Santana played at our high school, and right? Yeah, well, I was at that show. Uh, you were at that show? Yeah, I was yeah. at that show, The Grateful Dead. Yes. And it's interesting because, you know, The Grateful Dead followers, they have serious, you know, following. Uh, they have a Bible that shows you every show that they ever played anywhere, and it has hmm. their set list. Because uh, I discovered this really deeply the dark star orchestra is this group that uh they're pretty popular i don't know what mm-hmm. somewhere about midwest or somewhere as their origins but they uh they travel around the country and they they reproduce whole set lists interesting so, yeah so that's what they do they're coming here pretty soon actually um so i was at one of their shows at the college and somebody behind me has this little book that he carries around with him, because <laughs> because it was a tr- you know it was a sort of a contest almost to be able to figure out what show they did. They didn't announce it; they just started, you know, here's the set list, and they didn't play it note for note. It wasn't sort of like it was sort of like as a direction, and it, yeah. it you know it would define what lineup uh, was was this the 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 god show eras for the keyboard uh and the you know i don't know whatever anyway so i i said let me see this book and i looked and i looked uh and there's the walnut creek show but there's no set list it's one of the few oh. because you know so before people started you know fanatically writing down every yeah everything. it was when this was a beginning rock and roll band it just hadn't really broken out 
I don't think they had, uh, I don't think they'd put their record out yet, even, uh, whatever that one was. What was that first I think album? it was just called The Grateful Dead, the one with the Golden Road. I think that's, that, I think that was the name of the song. Oh, that, that was the name of the album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was prescient. Prescient title. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I didn't even <laughs> thought of that. Grateful Dead, they've insinuated into American culture in all sorts of ways. They have. You know, and it was definitely was the summer of the Grateful Dead again because mm-hmm. of the 50th anniversary. And uh, and their their last show, which turns out it wasn't their last show. They're going to play again, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I saw a Volkswagen van with a license plate at this festival I was at. Box Rain. Box of Rain. Yeah. Wow. So any uh, music events on the horizon? I know Ry Cooter's coming up. Yeah, and I was I was just going to mention that the other night I was walking in in a town. I just showed up. Uh, I was not too far from this nightclub I was headed at for a show, and this kid, young black kid who's uh, who I'd met before, uh, he walks around with a guitar, and he looks at me, and we'd never even been, been in direct, you know, we'd never been introduced, but he looked at me and he said, you're somebody who would like cassettes, aren't you? I go, well, <laughs> yeah. As, as a matter of fact, uh, my '99 uh, Toyota only has a cassette player in it, so I always have a bunch of tapes in my car. Yeah. And it, you know, well, he goes, "Well, go around the corner, and there's this box, and it, it was a you know remains from somebody's yard sale. It said it was scrawled on it said uh, all tapes twenty five cents or something like that, but there was nobody there, so you didn't have to buy them." And I, I've got well, see anything good here? And I pull out this tape that I'd never heard of before, music by Ry Cooter. Really? And I thought that's a great name for an album. I don't know even know what it is. So I went in the club, and I, the sound man is a friend of mine who knows Ry Cooter's music very much. Russ Cole, he knows everybody. Um, so oh yeah, that's a great album. It's a, uh, it's all his soundtrack stuff. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we have some of that here in our collection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very be, cool. be careful. Very atmospheric that, stuff. Yeah, well, it, it changes back and forth. There's like, he he did so many different kind of movies. There's stuff, there's a list of, you know, I don't even know what's even, I, I just put it on my car and I've been driving around with, see what comes <laughs> up next. And some of it is that sort of deep blues, uh, the uh, slide guitar stuff. There's a lot of that sound, but then there's other stuff that's like uh, the rap stuff and a lot of uh, stuff maybe from uh, uh, Cesar Chavez or what what a what is that? Chavez Ravine was that? A, did they make a movie out of that or something? Or and Alamo Bay? I don't know. There's a bunch of across the borderline. Remember that uh, mm-hmm. borderline great, album? Yeah, yeah. With the the movie with Nick, Jack Nicholson. And, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And some albums I didn't even don't even know what the. I mean, some movies I don't never even heard of the movie, but great music. And this guy can play anything. It's going to yeah. be interesting to hear him sort of shift 
back down into the deep country mode. Indeed. Yeah. So he's coming up. Uh, Angelique Kidjo, she played at uh, Kate Wolf Folk Festival. Used the, formerly a folk festival, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting to see the the evolution of the music festival scene. You know, uh, Santa Cruz is another example. They had the Santa Cruz Blues Festival. Well, now it's the Santa Cruz Music Festival. Uh-huh. Just Kate Wolf's same thing. You know, the, it was a folk festival in honor of the, the late, great uh, Kate Wolf, who was, you know, uh, played, played in the Jambalaya here in Arcata years and years ago in the 80s. I recorded her at the Santa Rosa Folk Festival. Yeah. She was the hometown darling, you know, yeah. of that festival. And uh, so the, her festival, in, in her honor, has become sort of a multi-genre, you know, the the headliners were uh, Angelique Kidjo and Smokey Robinson. And on top of that, there's some of the same people you'd see at Star- Strawberry. That's a lot of the same sort of uh, feel. Kind of roots-inspired Americana yeah. blues. Yeah. 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 All, all sorts of different stuff. Yeah. Very so, cool. What else is coming up? I don't know. I just saw, I saw this great show, little one of the no, lo, local clubs of Nick Waterhouse. Are you familiar with him? I know his name, but I, I don't really know his music. He's this young guy, uh, mid 20s, I guess, who is playing kind of classic soul. Uh, era you know uh memphis memphis soul stacks volt soul he's put out a couple of records he's got another one coming and that's why he was here he was on the road apparently he 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 just come from portland where he uh at, was acting as a uh, the sound uh, sort of producer for an, an older black guy who was uh, resurrecting his career or something, you know. Anyway, he we do came... have a couple of his records. We have Holly from last year, and we have Times All Gone from yeah. 2012. Yeah, he's a, he's a the guy is kind of tied into that whole um, old records. Well, there's a record store in San Francisco called uh, Rookie Ricardo, not not Ricky, but Rookie Ricardo, and that where they sell is pretty much the whole store is full of vinyl and mm-hmm. uh, it's classic soul stuff. And they their merch table was mostly uh, mixtapes from this place because that he worked on with them and. Uh, Anyway, then they had this uh, as an opening act was this group called Cuddy Flam, who are and I, here's a here's a point where I've been thinking, what am I supposed to call uh, ch- Chicanos? Is that the term? Uh, is there a proper? Is there a pr- more politically correct? Uh, well, a Chicano is it's sort of a political term. I think rankled the older generation. I mean, it, it's sort of like. Uh, you know, remember Chicano power? You know, yes. it's kind of part of that yeah. movement, really. And then there was the Chicanindio movement, which was, you know, a close cousin of that. Yeah. Yeah. But these guys are a, a little trio, and uh, the, the 
the guitar player, I think the guitar player is also named Cuddy Flam. And they got. A, I bought a. I bought. I bought their cassette tape, <laughs> which unfortunately for radio program, it didn't have the um, the card for a download. Mm. Which is what what I like. You know, I like this new trend. If I go to a show and I want to buy an album, now I'll buy an album in vinyl, and it will come with a uh, code where you can go online and download the record. And because you're going to end up in your iPod or your iPhone or whatever anyway. Yeah. So, so the CD is sort of a passe uh, thing for for the young, hip kids. So, and these, guys are, these guys are young and very hip, rock and roll, you know, two Chicano guys, the, the guitar and bass player, and they had a lovely young woman on the drums who... Uh, was great and uh and then i was looking up at this odd odd tangent but i was looking him up uh looking up cutty plan because i took some pictures of the band i wanted to send them to him have you finish it and i i found this whole other cutty plan was uh something your daughter would maybe have heard of because it was a uh anime was oh. Jap- it was a Japanese anime person, but translated into Spanish. So wow. I, I'm thinking maybe this guy, his his other day job is being uh, doing voiceover work <laughs> in Spanish language for Japanese uh, anime what great, movies. What a great day job! Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he apparently has a huge following in that world. That'd be a great language uh, tool, instruction tool for young people because, you know, they love anime. They'd stay yeah. glued, you know, and it's probably very clear and you know, right. basic language. Yeah, wild. Yeah. Yeah, so you they got an album out, Robot Heart. I'm sure you could find it. We'll get, maybe we'll get them, uh, send a copy to... Uh, Undercurrents? To throw in the pile of uh, records so you should listen to. Which I've I've seen. It's actually a, a little cart. Uh, uh, it's a little IKEA kitchen cart yeah. with multiple, multiple, um, multiple levels, levels of yeah, stuffed it's, with CDs. And those are just the ones we're going through right now. And there's others behind them. You know, yeah. It's a, it's a physical form of the to do list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's you know it's what we signed up for and. You know, That's no, what makes it's this good. whole thing go. It's you know? good because you because your job is uh, to hear have the ears that recognize the cut on the album that you know maybe might be the next big thing. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I get a lot of help from Gabriella with that as well. Yes, I'm sure <laughs> she does a fine job of that. You know, a good DJ turns me on to uh, new music that I didn't know about. You know, it's always been that way. I can always count on you, Bob, to, uh, you know, turn me on to something. I mean, we visit sometimes in person and, you know, come to your house and I feel like I'm going to, you know, a college class. I'm just being exposed to so much stuff, you know, and that's why we want to continue this conversation on the air and with our podcast and, you know, bring other people in on this. Bob, Bob Doran, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. Thanks to our editor, Christina Unistad, 
and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting for their support. Big thanks to Bob Doran. He's on Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at Bob Doran, D-O-R-A-N. If you haven't already found us online, we're at undercurrentsradio.net with links to the new Undercurrents Weekend Show that we think you'll really like. We're launching in January on PRX. We're really excited about it. And you should know about our four-hour daily music mix, Undercurrents. It's on every day with a really diverse, eclectic mix that'll warm your heart and make your head spin at the same time. Check with your local public radio station or stream us 24-7 from the website. You'll see the links there on the bottom of the page to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and email, undercurrentsradio.net. I'm Greg McVicker, encouraging you to go out and have a great weekend.